Welcome to Americans in Germany drinking whiskey. This is Jeff. And this is Alex. Today we're doing a part two from last week's episode, which was uh, travel tips as a tourist through Europe, while we also um, dispel some myths that we've heard on our on our travels or reading other blogs and other things that might not be true, at least in our opinion. Yeah, there's just too many, and one episode was not enough, so um, yeah. they're spilling over, baby. So here's part two. Here's part two. Here's the tips. And oh my good golly, this is episode nine zero. Good golly, Jeff, nine zero. <laughs> I had to go nineteen fifties. That's that's the golly gee. That is oh, a lot. Shucks, Alex. Oh, shucks. It's episode ninety. That is a that's a hefty that's a hefty number. That is a hefty number. Remember, I, remember we thought forty was amazing and it was like time for retirement. But forty now, was amazing, you know. Yeah, but I mean, it's not it's not ninety. It's not ninety. Ninety is so. literally more. It's a higher number. Ninety is just better math in general um and, and we should all let you know because first of all i hope you all had an amazing um you know uh holiday season amazing yes. christmas amazing kwanzaa amazing uh, Hanukkah. Hanukkah, amazing new year oh amazing new year hope yeah. you all stayed safe 2022 yeah oh yeah we are in 2022 or actually you guys are we should let be honest we're being this, honest this episode is being recorded in mid-december so if say some crazy world events have happened over the Christmas break and we're not mentioning them, the reason is because we don't know that they happened. Um, this episode was uh, pre-recorded, just so you know. But you guys are in you guys are in the future, literally. You, yeah. Wow. That's weird. Yeah. Hello, future in a, people. In a different year. Yeah, I mean, I could be dead by the time it's done. You know, it's that would be sad. I know. Yeah. But just in case, make this the best episode. <laughs> okay. You've yeah. ever done. I'll try. I think it's time we get into our uh, our news and other bits, Jeff. Because even though we're in the past, things have still happened that are relevant to you. So in the further past, exactly. So, uh, <laughs> so still, still listen. This is very important. This stuff. is important. Uh, so Germany just got a little bit more tech savvy, which is Ooh. always always good to hear. In this I love country. that because it's very untech savvy. So to hear it being tech savvy, it's a lot. Two thumbs up. Two, two thumbs up. Uh, so starting in 2022, or for you future people, right now. <laughs> Germany has released a completely digital version of its doctor prescription system. So up until now, you, the doctor would you know give you a paper or a recept, which would um, have you have to physically take it to the apotheca or the pharmacy, and then once there, you know you find out if they have it, and then yeah, I've had times I go and then oh no, this is out, and then I had to walk 20 minutes to another pharmacy. Hey, do you guys have this thing, you right. know, this medicine, you know? Yeah. So starting this month, uh, the doctor will now give you a QR code to a national app called the Das E-Recept app. And <laughs> it's, it's so German, just literally just describing what the it is. The E-Receipt app. The E-Receipt app. Okay. Great. And I guess from there in the app, you can choose which pharmacy you'd like to use, send them the QR code for your prescription, and then uh, they'll tell you if it's in stock and when it's ready to pick up. Uh, I guess the main goal is to cut down to physical paperwork, which is great for the environment as well, and to save people from having to physically go to pharmacies to find out drug availabilities, because that's a pain in the ass, and it's a waste of everyone's time, yeah, to be honest. Yeah. Apparently, a lot of uh, older pensioners were complaining, you know, because, oh, i got to walk 30 minutes, and then they don't have my special diabetes medicine, and then i got to go here, and, you know, and for me, I'm 80, it's a long walk, you know, it's a lot of work, so, you know. So. And now, now they're complaining about figuring out how to use this app, too, so. That's going to be the problem. They'll yeah. be like, like <laughs> this doesn't solve anything. I, can't, I got, What's an iPhone? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so that's pretty cool. I'm pretty excited about that. I, I, I don't I like use it. many prescriptions, but I think it's just great for everybody. I like any steps that go paperless and just make life, you know, utilizing the technology we've had for ages and just using it to make life easier. And especially I'm, I'm all about it. when it comes to health, too, you know. 
Yeah, exactly. Great. Yeah, because in the U.S., at least in California, it's always been you go to the doctor and while you're with the doctor, he just says, hey, which pharmacy do you like? And he presses a button and he digitally immediately sends the prescription to the pharmacy. Right. And by the time you're like in the parking lot going to your car, you get like a text message like from, you know, CVS, whatever. Your medicine is now ready for pickup. And so. um, Dear sir. Yeah. It's nice that Germany's uh, catching up. So I, I, I like it. I like it. Now, ooh, this is uh, some uh, saucy, uh, scary news, actually. Yeah, it is. <clears throat> Recently, police discovered that an anti-vaccination group uh, was discussing plans to murder the governor of Saxony just because of his, you know, anti-COVID policies trying to, you know, <clears throat> fight a pandemic, uh, <laughs> and uh, which which include kind of, you know, restricting um, which public places unvaccinated people could go. Because of this, these, this anti-vaccination group um, was discussing murdering government officials in the state of Saxony. Uh, the police discovered the group. They were discussing it on um, uh, Telegram. So they, yeah. they discovered their secret Telegram chat. where they're, they're they had, just, And they had like 20 different chats as well. It was wild. Yeah, yeah. And they're discussing um, about uh, amassing weapons and building their own homemade weapons and stuff like that. And this week, mid-December, so for you, the past... Um, Dresden officials, they raided several locations in which they didn't, did indeed find some, uh, homemade weapons, parts of homemade weapons. So the investigation is ongoing. Perhaps you future people know the, know the outcome. Yeah, true. And, and I think they found like crossbows and things like that. Yeah. It's pretty brutal. Um, yeah, I'm happy they caught them though. Wait, well done police force there. I mean, but what a, what a reason to murder somebody. It's I unbelievable, mean, it's, it's freaking ridiculous. Like yeah. these, these people just go further and further away from reality every single day. Yeah, how about you just get vaccinated and help this thing come to an end? Like, yeah. it's it's not a big deal. Um, you know, help your neighbor. Yeah, help your neighbor. Because, again, it, it, it's your body, but it's also affecting other people's bodies. Because by, I mean, things, even vaccinated people are still getting corona. So if you're unvaccinated, that means your chance of getting it is 10, 20 times. So anyways, I'm preaching to the choir. But, um, yeah, yeah, it, it's um, some scary news. So, yeah, I'm, that I'm, is scary. I'm glad they figured that out. Yeah, yeah me too. Uh, in other news... Um, our new chancellor, Olaf Scholz, just gave his first address to the nation as a country's leader. Ooh, nice. Uh, it was a pretty cool speech, actually. All these things, I was kind of like, yeah, yeah, all right. And I guess he was, he was talking a lot about what we've mentioned in the past couple of weeks, like that the coalition was already kind of releasing tidbits here and there of right. what and they it, wanted to do. Yeah. It's, it's pretty cool because it's pretty progressive. But yeah, in his speech, uh, he reiterated that his government's plans to make the process of getting German citizenship easier and allowing for dual citizenship so non-EU residents in Germany don't need to longer don't no longer need to give up their uh, citizenship in their home countries, which is nice. Such great news to us, especially because a few weeks ago we were talking about how we can vote here, and he wants to make it easier for people who live there for I think five years that option now, which is just so cool. Yeah, removing this kind of wall, you know that that's really kind of being because I mean it's something like it, just Berlin, for example, eight hundred thousand of people that live in Berlin are foreigners. So that's, right. that's one fourth of Berliners are foreigners. So, and I don't know what it is in Germany, but I think it's like 10 million people are foreigners. So to kind of ignore that and keep them as kind of like separate types of residents or citizens, is exactly. kind of, it's, it's not really, um, it's not, that's not really a wel- welcoming message. And as immigrants ourselves, uh, it's fantastic news. Yeah. So he proclaimed that quote, I love this quote, quote, Germany is an immigration country. It's high time we understand ourselves. It's pretty cool. I like it. And it's the same with the U.S. You know, um, some people in the U.S. forget that U.S. was built literally on immigration. So to suddenly just say like, 
oh, now that my family's in, close the door. Your, right. your family can't yeah, come. Exactly. You know, uh, yeah, it's it's kind of hypocritical. But uh, so really, really cool. I hope this government can uh, can cast the checks that they're accelerating. I think they'll have trouble cashing a check in Germany. True, because the banking system does. I hope that they can direct deposit <laughs> the. Direct deposits. Yeah, see, that they're asked, see, it, it ruins the phrase. It doesn't work very well, yeah. no. <laughs> now, uh, during last week's episode, we had mentioned that we were disappointed by the fact that some of the Christmas markets that, I, that we were going to in Berlin were not checking the vaccination status of people as they should have, you know, under yeah, the new, not, not under uh, the standards that we, uh, that are actually by law. So. The actual law. <laughs> the actual yeah, law standards. The, the, the 2G law where most public. Uh, locations you have to be vaccinated or recovered and it's it right um and they weren't checking and we were a little upset but we're happy to report uh my girlfriend and other people have told me they've visited these markets since then and they are now actually checking so i'm not sure if they got in trouble or they if there was a delay but now they are checking the vaccination uh, certificates awesome yeah good stuff and uh i heard that uh last weekend you got some some wood sanded Oh, oh yeah, I did. No, not, not sanded. Um, I, I, God, when was this? I think this was like last, oh, probably this time last year, because I'd just come back from my girlfriend's at Christmas. I probably true, mentioned true. to you guys that um, her father had given me, it was literally a bar, barn find, not a not an old Ferrari, but the barn find <laughs> of some cool old, old German oak, like 50-year-old German oak. And at the time, we wanted a new kitchen table. And when I saw that, I was like, ooh, I can make that into a beautiful table. Oh, yeah. um, but had, uh, but the problem is I don't have a planer. And this, um, these boards were very uh, cupped and warped. And you just there's just no way you could make a table out of them. But finally, found a really nice guy named Brian, who's an American living in Berlin. And he let me come... Um, use his uh, woodworking wor- workshop uh, awesome. in, in his basement. And he had this nice, beautiful, big planer and uh, table saw. And he helped us a great deal getting these boards nice and uh, straight and flat so we can finally use them for a table. It was really cool. Super cool. Yeah, shout out to Brian. Thanks, man. Shout out, Brian. And uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited because this weekend is my birthday. So it's your birthday. It's you can cry birthday. if you want I'm not as pumped this year as in previous years. I guess maybe after Why your 30s, just kind of like... I don't know, but you're you're really a birthday person. So. I'm a birthday person. You get pretty giddy. I don't know, maybe on Friday I'll get pretty giddy about it. Um, but yeah, it's pretty sweet. So I'll yeah. be 31. It'll be rough because it's literally like a few hours before our my flight back to the US. So True. I won't be able to uh, to stay till 4 a.m. Sorry. Oh, you're going to party hard though. Oh, good. You're going to go to the airport extremely smashed. Sweet. Yes. Looking forward to that. But speaking of being smashed, what 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 whiskey <laughs> do we have today? Today we have a whiskey that Jeff found about three hours ago at a local shop. Yeah, uh, we sometimes we forget, and uh, today was one of those. But holy shit, I just saw. Okay, so it's uh, called Tomaten, like a tomato in German. <laughs> Tomaten, <laughs> nice Highlands single malt Scotch whiskey, aged twelve years. And bourbon and cherry casks, which all sounds really good. Yeah. It has a really nice uh, color to it, actually. Really just like thick orange amber uh, it, it color. It looks very light for 12 years, but I guess maybe it's not a sherry cask. Maybe it's like it's got a dark. I don't know. Uh, it says, smooth and fruity, a fresh herbaceous aroma. That's a word. Whoa. Okay. 90th episode, 90 bottles of whiskey. Nobody's ever used the word herbaceous. Herbaceous. And I'm super happy they did. It's his herbaceous aroma is a prelude to sweet flavors of cream caramel and orchard fruit before a full-bodied buttery finish. 
Ooh, that sounds never had a buttery finish. I don't think. I mean, it's herbaceous and buttery, so that sounds pretty bodacious to me. <laughs> Maybe this random grab off the shelf might actually uh, pan out. Let's. let's, let's, let's I'm let's, kind of excited now. No, Amazon are using this bad boy. We're just hopping right in. Hmm, lovely pop, decent pop as well. Oh yeah. Okay, he's he's getting much more subtle with his pores, which I is do. nice. Did you yeah. yeah, yeah, not bad. First, uh, I'm gonna take a little sniff. Smell. Hmm. Actually, smells a little buttery. Oh, it actually does smell. Actually, actually it actually smells, smells like, like butter. Legitimate buttery. Okay. okay. What? Let's see what happens. <laughs> That's bizarre. Cheers. All right. Cheers. <laughs> That's nice. That's smooth. And creamy. In oh, a way. It, is it herbaceous? I, I, the thing is, herba- that's the first time I've heard that word spoken out loud. So, Jeff, uh, is it herbaceous? Ask me, actually, ask me at the end. Ask at the end. If you guys want to find out if this is herbaceous, stay stick tuned. around. <laughs> stay tuned. We're going to go on our herb meter of zero herbaceous, so salt, to 20 herbaceous, which is... What's super herby? Basil. Weed. Wait, basil? <laughs> Wait, you, you took one herb and said it was herby? I think, I think it's for something to be herby. It has to have like, herbaceous has like several herbs. Mm. Like Reza chicken. I'm just saying one, zero to 10 in terms of like, herb, doesn't matter. No, but you've been zero to 20. <laughs> we're going to, we're going we're gonna, to, everybody, please uh, check out our website, agdwpodcast.com. Lots of great content on there, uh, including our whiskey reviews and the pictures of said whiskey. Anyways, Jeff, let's uh, move on to the main topic, which is the part two of traveling to Europe. So not moving to Europe. You're not trying to be, you know, uh, living here for a long time. You're here for a few weeks. You want to check it out. These are your tips. If you want to hear more, check out last episode if you didn't already. And this is exciting, of course, because, you know, me and Alex have done our fair share of European travel, as you can imagine. So yeah. we've, got, we've got some tips. We do got some tips. We've got we some, some things tips. we can pull out of our back pocket. Um, the first one that I think is pretty important is especially as an Amer- at least like my family, or like people that I know, um, they want us something nice. They want to stay in you know nice, fancy hotels because mm. they're comfortable and they're clean, which I get, and I, and I think it's really important to get a clean place to lodge, of course. But I would not spend so much money on a hotel. It doesn't make sense to me, uh, especially because you're you're traveling, so you want to leave your hotel as quick as possible to get you know yeah, on the streets. You're, sp- you're spending so little time in your hotel, and a hotel is besides your plane ticket is going to be your most ex, your biggest expense. Exactly. So if you can save 50 euro per day, imagine how, what that adds up to over a two week period. You know I mean? It's a lot of spending money for sure. And, and, and you know, you, you can get uh decent hotels, you know, like a good, like three star hotel for a decent price and in, in like the middle, middle of a city or something like that. Or, you know, if you want to have a nicer one, I would say, but don't want to spend as much, get one a little bit outside the main center if you don't mind walking or if there's a good train connection in there. Right. But uh, I, I, I personally just don't think spending a lot for a hotel is really worth it. It just, it's a lot of money spent for an, a little amount of time you're in there. Um, like I've stayed in some really shithole hotels, awful. And it didn't change my experience because I was never there. I slept there and I woke up and left. It's for sleeping, yeah. And, and again, we're not, we're not like saying... Go get yourself a shit hotel. No, no, I'm not saying um, that at all. No, no, of course, like it was terrible. you want a certain level of comfort, but 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 I've stayed at many hotels that were definitely comfortable enough, 
in many ways, but were about half the price of, yeah, like these Marriott's or these kind of Hilton. Yeah, these these like full service uh, deals with fucking gold accents and everything, you know. Um, and also like if you're just looking to stay at these kinds of nice hotels, it can actually limit where you stay. And I know there's certain towns and very famous coastal like Italian villages as well that don't have these big chain hotels. Right. And all they have are kind of these mom and pop three star nice enough, but nothing special places. And usually those places, especially when they're mom and pop have the most lovely people working there. And like the, like I've been to a few places where they'll make breakfast in their kitchen and like their personal kitchen, right. Bring it down to your room which is super sweet. I'm spending, you know, like 30 euro a night, but uh, it's a small little place. And I don't know, I, I found some of these places are really charming and sweet. And also you kind of get to know the locals more a bit in kind of these, um, they, they have a lot in Greece to like, they call it like apartamenti. You know, it's like an apartment kind of, not really a hotel. I mean, not really. It's, it's, I think, I know, I think I know what you're talking about. It's like, they're hotels, but usually the, 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 the couple that owns it lives there they they have a room there it's not but you're not like it's not an, it's not like a b&b where you're in their no. house it's it's a proper hotel they just have like a room in the basement or down the hall where one of the, one of the hotel rooms is their room you know right I mean? but so it, you're, you'll still get you'll still have the hotel vibe so don't worry it's not like you're staying in somebody's you know no, no, back they, room or something they'll clean every morning yeah, if you yeah. want them to all, yeah. all, all, all those things it's it's uh it's pretty cool the only time i spent a lot of money uh, and actually I didn't spend it. my girlfriend spent it for me um, was uh, we wanted to I wanted to be a tourist in my own city so I wanted to be a tourist in Berlin so one day we booked a fancy hotel in Berlin oh nice uh, where we kind of stayed in there a lot of the time because like it's Berlin we know Berlin so we were enjoying like the fancy hotel life and uh, kind of like I don't know, walked on a city in tourist view, which is kind of fun. Actually, that that's yeah. I've kind of wanted to do, um, you know, at Alexanderplatz. There's that tall building where you can like bungee jump off. The park in, yeah, or whatever. And um, and I've looked at some of the like top floor apart um rooms. You know, they're like I don't know, four or five hundred euro a night or something. I've always wanted to just do that like for it's one night for one night because the rooms are amazing and you have like these great views and you get this room service. Anyway, it's, like, it's a fun idea <laughs> for like for like a little staycation, you know. Especially during Corona, it's like, hey, we can't leave or it's too dangerous to leave. Let's just stay in a hotel in our own city and kind of enjoy it from a different perspective. It's, it's like a fun. Pretend like you're a rock star for one night. Yeah, yeah I also. Mean, I mean, at the moment, I couldn't afford it. But yeah, maybe someday. Yeah, it sounds. Yeah, we, we got this giant hotel room, you know, with like a living room as well. It was huge. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that can be a cool staycation. Yeah. yeah, right near the zoo. It was very, very, it was it was a fun experience, you know, nice. just to live the wealthy life a little bit. But generally, when I'm traveling, we don't do that because it's a waste of money. Yeah, it's, I say in general, like you really, there's really no need to spend more than like 100 euro per night. I mean, if, yeah, if, 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 most. if you're spending two, 300 euro per night, it's what you're getting for that money. It's, 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 it's negligible. It's negligible, exactly, for your experience. So yeah, just be aware of that. And also one thing to also be aware of in terms of hotels, and um, Alex will talk about this because he experienced this a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Be aware that... Um, you know, some of these kind of smaller, especially kind of, you know, non, non-chain hotels do, they don't have 24 hour, uh, front desk check-in time. So, um, if you arrive too late, there might not be somebody there to check you in. And I also know that some hostels have what they call like a lockout periods. So they yeah. all kind of curfews where you have to be in by a certain time or there's certain hours during the day. They don't let you be there because that's, that's when they're cleaning the rooms. That's right. So be aware of this. So if say, if you have a late flight, you don't show up with all you know all your heavy bags, and then whoops! Why, why is the why is the reception room dark? <laughs> and you have yeah. nowhere to stay. Yeah, yeah, it happened to me a few weeks ago when I was in uh, Florence. I booked a hotel that was near my. I was there for work training. And I was right down the street, which is great. 
And I didn't really look much into it. It was inexpensive. Um, it was in a center. I was like, all right, fine. Didn't you say it was a like a church? Didn't know this when I booked it. I literally just found a place and I booked it. I didn't even look into it. I just knew I had to book it. I had my funding to spend and it had to get done. Oh, and it was down the street from where your glasses were? Yeah, coincidentally, oh. Oh, I didn't nice. really know when I booked it. I knew it was in the area, but I didn't really know it was like right on like okay. literally a two minute walk. Perfect, yeah. It was perfect. Yeah. Well, it's up like on the way from the taxi from the from the uh, airport on the way to the hotel. I was like just Googling and looking at the reviews because I didn't look at it before. <laughs> oh, and someone's like, um, <laughs> Hey guys, uh, another quick tip. I don't do say, that. Check the reviews before you book, not when you're about to walk in the door. Yeah, I was on a deadline and I and I, you know, I messed up. Anyways, uh, I saw some of the some of the reviews and they said, Oh, it's a beautiful old monastery from, you know, the whatever, like twelve hundreds, you know, it's Florence. Which is super cool though. Which is like, amazing. Like who when do you get a chance to stay in a twelfth century monastery, whatever? Exactly, yeah. run by a bunch of uh, monks, nuns, which is also really cool. But didn't know they have a curfew at 11.30 in the evening. And I got in my taxi at 11.30 in the evening. Oh, no. Oh, God, yeah. So I thought, hey, maybe it was just like a one-off thing from this one reviewer because I didn't find anything in the booking description. I found nothing there. And then I got there, and, uh, yeah, I ring the doorbell. And no one's coming. I ring the doorbell again. I knock on the door. Oh, I'm like, no. oh, man, I'm going to sleep. I don't know. I don't know where to sleep. I yeah, just well, got here. Yeah, what's going? I, I was going through your head. I'd be like, oh god, do I have to go to like the train station and like grab a bench and just sit there for eight hours? That's kind of what I thought I was gonna do. Um, oh god. I figured you know at five in the morning someone someone would be awake, but then I, I did call and uh, no one picked up at first, so I called again. Someone picked up. Didn't speak any English. Were they, did they sound like they just woken up? They sounded a little bit groggy. Okay. And and uh, they didn't speak any English, and I was like, hi, my name is Alex. And, you know, I'm staying here for the, for the next, you know, week. Uh, and then like French, Spanish. And I was like, German, English. And they're like, no, no. <laughs> I'm sorry, but can you please let me in? Who is this? Alex. And then they finally let me in and she was super sweet and super nice. Maybe she finally like looked at her, uh, I think so. her, her booking, uh, ledger and saw an, you know, Alex there. I think so. And they were super sweet. Like one of the nicest, coolest hotels I've actually ever been in my life. But it was actually one of the cheapest ones in the city that I found at the time. So again, you know, you never know, especially in these old, old cities. Some places might look like a dump from the outside or might not seem like a quote unquote like big building hotel. Mm. Just not conspicuous little door and you walk in, it winds up being a really nice place. So you never know. Yeah. And again, so just be aware of these check-in times because you might get uh, screwed. And also at something that he touched on a few minutes ago, um, Always be aware when you're booking hotels, check where they're located in, in regards to public transit. Yeah. Is it within a five minute walk of a subway station, a tram stop, etc.? cetera? Um, you know, check that kind of stuff. And, you know, and I know like on booking.com, you can look at, and it'll just in the, in the um, description, it says description. how far you are from the center. Which and, is really cool. and if they do say like uh, stones throw from train station, Go on Google and see how much of a stone's throw actually is. Is it 10 minutes? Is it a two-minute walk? Right. You know? um, because that can save you a lot of headaches. If, if you can walk just a couple blocks to the subway station and then be downtown in 15 minutes, especially if every day you're going in and out from downtown, whereas maybe you find this cheap place, but it's 45 minutes away from the city center, it's a 15-minute walk to just the nearest right. bus stop. You know, it, it could cut a lot of time wasted. You know, Especially if you're in the city for only you know two to three days where you're spending two hours of your day just commuting to where you want to be. Exactly. Um, so if you're only there for a few days, especially try to find someplace closer. But if you're there for longer, uh, sometimes the the ride is nice. 
Uh, kind of depends, I think, how long you're staying there. But just just be aware of where, yeah, where you're booking your hotel in relation to the center and public station because yeah, I it's mean, make a big difference. You, you can put the address of your hotel into Google and then um, just click directions and click a random spot in city center and then use the public transit option and then just see, does it say, oh, first walk 12 minutes, then, the, you know, like it, it'll give you kind of an idea of, you know. Um, and, and, and keep in mind too, because sometimes you'll do public transportation and you realize you can walk for less time depending on a city because sometimes like oh, cities to, look to big. get to where you're going yeah cities look big on google maps and then you're actually like in the city and you find out from one side to the other is 15 minutes like oh wait i don't need anything it's walk. i can walk 10 minutes to where i'm going and then on the way uh pass a lot of like this cool residential exactly. area see how the locals are living some, exactly some cool little shops so maybe. sometimes getting one far away is not, not the worst thing in the world i just if you're only there for a few days then it might not be worth it but again, it all comes down to budget and you know your own personal preference. Yeah, but just just be just be aware, just keep it keep it in mind, you know. And uh, yeah, yeah, and you know, it's something. Of course, uh, maybe we should have started with this, maybe because it's a nice blanket thing that goes to everybody. Uh, also, to be aware of is you know when you're traveling, because we, we mentioned last time, hey, don't be don't be afraid of being a tourist. But also along with that is respect where you are. Remember that you are a guest, and right. and treat treat kind of the city or country you're in. As if you were a guest at your friend's home, you know, um, uh, don't be throwing trash in the ground. Don't be obnoxious and screaming and uh, causing troubles for locals. You know, if that's- people are looking at you weird, then just, you know, reassess and reflect a little bit. <laughs> exactly. Oh, wait, it's not, don't think it's them. They're the problem. You're, you're probably, <laughs> you're probably the problem. Yeah. The problem is, and I, I think, I think people from all over, but I know some Americans do this. They, you know, they go to Europe and there's so much in this, like I'm on a vacation, you know, mood Yeah, that they forget. Okay. Everyone around you is not, everyone around you is, you know, it's maybe it's 5 PM. They just worked this really long shift. They're tired. And now you're making this big, annoying scene, you know, cause you're in that vacation mood, you know, again, enjoy your vacation. You are on vacation, but just be, just be aware of your surroundings and, you know, just have some respect for, uh, for the people who, who live in this area. Yeah. hundred you know? percent. I feel like we don't we don't need to harp on more about that. It's, no, I, I think it's it's self explanatory, but it's it's just good to like you said. Sometimes even you and me, sometimes maybe we forget, and then suddenly we're like, oh, you know, especially like, and uh, Americans, come on, it's true. We're America, loud. Americans are loud. Me and Alex are loud, and yeah. and we and we both try to not be, but there's sometimes where, and I'll see either you or me will say something, and then we'll both go, oh. And we'll be like, oh, I was just really loud just then. Or, you know, or like yeah. we have a conversation, you realize that we're like at a bar, we're like, oh my God, we're so loud. They like, look around us and we stop talking, realize how quiet the bar is. Yeah. That's when we have to reflect a little bit and be like, wait, hold on, turn off a bit, tone it down. <laughs> exactly. And and sometimes, um, you know, you'll just have your German friends who'll just go, you're being really loud right now because they don't <laughs> they don't mind just telling you how exactly. it is. Which which actually I like because I appreciate that. the first year I lived here, I did not realize how loud an, an American could be oh, yeah. until I had a few my German colleagues like, uh, sorry, you're being really loud. Is there a reason why you're at this volume? Are you angry? Yeah. And, and then it's like, and then I'm like, oh, I'm I'm much louder than I think I am. You know, so it's good to know. It is good to know. Um, yeah. And yeah. and another thing we want we didn't touch on last time is uh, safety. I, I think that's important because even if say you are going in a group of people or maybe you're a solo traveler, you know, um, safety is a concern that you should think about while you're traveling. Always, I mean, generally Europe is a very very safe place to live to visit. Uh, most of the major cities uh, have very little violent crimes. Uh, they're generally very. Safe. Um, I never yeah. feel unsafe when I'm traveling around Europe. No, or very rarely. Let's say no, very no, rarely. Violence, not. But as a tourist from 
anywhere from America, from China. If, when you're an obvious tourist, you are absolutely a, a target. A target. Yeah. But but again, not for violent crimes, but for pickpockets, for scams, for frauds, right. that kind of and, stuff. And we're speaking right now as, as two white males perspective, white male perspective. So obviously our experiences are very different than other people's. So I, I'm assuming, you know, if, if you're a woman or maybe minority or minority woman, that things might be a little more dicey in some areas for yeah. you. It might feel, I don't know, every day. But uh, generally speaking, Europe is very safe. But so don't walk around with uh, fear in mind, but be aware. And now I say that these are the th three kind of um, tips to safety. Number one is um, no matter if you're a man, woman, or whatever, always be aware of your surroundings yeah. because, like we said, pickpockets are a thing. So, um, when you're on a crowded bus or a crowded subway station, be aware that the person bumping next to you might might not be an innocent bump. That could be a guy who has his hand, um, you know, uh, elbow deep in your pocket, taking your wallet. Or, exactly. You know, and also, um, when you're in a public square, maybe there's a loud um, performance by a busker, and everyone and you're in a circle, everyone's watching. Be aware. Oh, all of our backs are now turned. This is prime pickpocket. You know, so, or, so so always be aware of be aware of where your bag is. Be aware of what's around you. Yeah. Yeah. If you're walking down the street and you see some, you know, let's say now you're walking down the street, there's someone behind you, and you feel getting closer. You know, trust your gut instincts and let that take over. If you feel like you want to run, just run. Get yeah. Out of situation. You know what I mean? Like gut instinct is very good. I find absolutely. Um, so trust that and uh, don't try to be. You know. A hero in a situation where you can just get out of there quickly. Yeah, yeah. If, if, if yeah, don't worry about being polite. I'd say that, especially for like solo female travelers. You know, yeah. don't worry about if if this guy is just giving you the wrong vibe. Just get out of there. Don't worry about upsetting him. Just get out of there. You know, um, and and or if you're walking down the street and a guy comes up to you and you're like, this sounds kind of like a scam. You know, it sounds like a fake story. It's probably you a know, scam and a fake just, story. Then don't worry. Just get, just get out of there, you know? Um, and, um, and when, if you are in trouble, this is kind of our, like anyone can be your hero kind of a tip. Meaning, especially if you're out in public, Go to the go to a bus driver. Go to the go to go to go to um a convenient the guy behind the counter at the convenience store, or just grab the the um the young couple you see uh you know walking down the street and be like guys, there's somebody following me or there's something I don't feel comfortable. Can I stand here with you for for a minute? You know, or can can I walk with you guys? Can you help me? Um, you know, just don't don't be afraid to to grab a, a random stranger and just ask for help. You know, because uh, most people are willing to help for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And, and your safety is, you know, the most important thing. So, uh, yeah, make sure you're safe. Have, have some street smarts on you. Do some research of the cities you're going to before, what to look out for, what areas to look out for. Uh, like I said, most European cities are very safe. There aren't really like these bad areas, but some do. And oh, yeah, I mean, some do have bad, I would say. Bad, yeah, yeah bad some, some do. For sure, yeah. Um, so, yeah, just do, do, do your research and... Uh, and you'll be fine. Yeah, what you can do for each country is um, say you're going to Greece. Just Google Greece scams and just look up, or uh, you say you're going to Rome, look up Roman scams, and they'll mention the the guys that try to give you a rose that they say is free, but then suddenly it's not. Right. Or the guys outside the Colosseum dressed as Roman gladiators who will literally, as you walk by, grab your arm and be like, photo, photo, and, and force you to take a photo. Then be like, okay, now give me 20 euro. So if you do just a quick research for five minutes and you know these things exist, when you see them, you immediately can just go, nope, and just go away from them. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Or, or like on these, um, when I, before I went to Barcelona, I looked it up and there's that one main shopping street. I forget what it's called. Oh, um, the, the, the Rambles. Yeah, 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 the yeah. Rambles? Rambles. Le, le, yeah. Le, le, le Rambles, yeah. Something with an R, yeah. Um, and there is like, 
pickpocket hot zone of right. like the world. Oh, yeah. So I knew there. I was like, I'm going to walk my hands in my pockets, wash off my things, backpack, keep aware, you know, move my bag a lot so it gets the feeling when touching it, things like that. And uh, I was fine. And I get pickpocketed. And I look like a hardcore tourist out of my backpack on a camera. On. Like I was yeah, very, yeah. very tourist. Exactly. Um, yeah. So a little information can be very powerful. So, yeah. And again, we're, talk- is power. we're talking about like five, 10 minutes of your time. Just look up. Yeah. Barcelona scams. And then just see the top five. So that way when you, when somebody tries to do something, you already go, Oh, nope. I know this. This is fake. Okay. And then you can just go, Nope, Nope. And then walk away. So yeah, absolutely. Um, a little bit of research is, um, is always helpful, you know? And speaking of research guys, um, you know, it's fun to like travel by the seat of your pants and all that, but do a little bit of research about the country or city you're going to in terms of like, there's things like activities, like muse- museums, some cities, museums are all closed on Mondays. Yep. So say if you're just in the city from Sunday through Tuesday, okay. Okay. So then you find out, Oh, Sunday, everything's closed. Uh Oh, Monday museums are closed. Uh Oh, you know what I mean? Like, and then suddenly mm-hmm. all of your plans are out in the wind, you know, like, so just, and there goes your two day trip that you plan to do these two <laughs> things. Now you can't do anything. So exactly. Yeah. 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 Watch out for that for sure. Um, and then see what the city has to offer. You know, every city has a lot of things that you, you, you can look at and do. Don't, don't, you don't have to over plan, but always just do a little bit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Do do enough to, as a foundation. An- another one that I learned the hard way is have like, I, I think it's a good idea. Is that like a bit of like an emergency budget? If you know what I mean? Well, like if you say you're budgeting for a trip and you're like, okay, this is going to cost me 500 euro, be like, eh, throw on an extra 50 or 100 euro for, for like a rate for an emergency. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. 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 If not like a little bit more, if you can, because for example, when I was in Madrid, I was there for a work thing for a week, which was great. And you know, we got to explore the city a lot. And it was Madrid in the summer and it rained for three days straight, like literally nonstop pouring. So like you were not prepared at all. No, I was like, I mean, it's Madrid in the summer. It's gonna be fine. Yeah, when I was there, it was just like thirty-five every day and unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. When I went back the next time, it was unbelievably hot. (laughs) So it was raining the whole time, and I didn't, you know, plan for that because I probably didn't look at the weather report, or I thought like it's gonna rain but not hard because it's it's Madrid in the summer. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, but yeah, we had to walk everywhere, and I didn't have an umbrella, and then I had an umbrella, then it broke, and whatever. It was windy too, so I had these shoes and these sneakers, and they just got drenched like like completely like soaked through yeah. soaked through so you know you know you can't dry shoes in a day it, it takes a while so uh i just had to go buy some new shoes that was an expense that i wish i knew i had right that's like an 80 euro or however much the, where they were extra expense that you weren't planning for right Ex- yeah. exactly uh so yeah just just like you never know you might need a hey maybe your jacket rips or you lose something or I don't know for anything that might happen. Uh, you, you miss a train. You got you got a new ticket. It's good to have a little extra funds just for these little things. If you don't spend it, great. You save some money. But just 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 keep in, just keep that in mind so that your budget isn't so tight that if something like this happens, you're like, I physically don't have the cash to 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 deal with this emergency. You know? I guess it's also a good way to put it. Don't don't book with too tight of a budget. If you if your budget if you have eight hundred to spend, you spend eight hundred. Like maybe try to spend like six hundred instead. Yeah, that, yeah, t- definitely good advice. And kind of attached with that is when I used to do backpacking trips with my friend, we each, we would take a 50-euro bill and put it in our shoe that mm. we always had. That's good. Because um, just in case we ever did get pickpocketed or we lost our wallet or got stuck stuck somewhere, we always had this emergency 50 euros to for a taxi or whatever. Um, I don't do it anymore, but I think it's because I live in Europe. I can... 
I can call you, I can call, you know, to, to give me some yeah. money or uh, I'm usually traffic with my girlfriend or, you know what I mean? Um, but, but, it, you know, but if you're coming from the States and you don't know anybody here and, um, you know, you're in the middle of somewhere and like, whoops, your wallet's gone. And then you realize, oh, how am I going, how am I going to get on the train or get on the bus? Or maybe it's, 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 it's not like a stupid idea to, to throw like an extra 20 euro, no, 50 no, no. euro bill in, in like a hidden spot and, and on your, on your person somewhere. Just like a, if, if you're in a hotel with a, um, with like a little lockbox in the room, you know, yeah, a little safe. Yeah. Take advantage of that. Sure, when you yeah. Go for the town, take maybe some cash and maybe a credit card if you really need it. And then no matter what happens, you're not going to get your license stolen, your ID stolen, all of your yeah, other credit le- cards, leave it all your there. passport, leave it all in the hotel room, take, you know, like 50, hundred euro, whatever you need. And then maybe if you want a debit card or, or a, um, or a credit card, but like no more than that. Therefore, if you are mugged or pickpocketed, you're not losing everything. You're just losing some cash. That's really smart. Yeah. And not all of your other really important things that will be a pain in the ass to get back. You yeah, know, yeah. that's actually I really, always do that. Yeah. Really good thing to bring up. Yeah. Because guys, you're, you're walking around Rome. Do you, what do you need your U S driver's license for? Keep it in, keep it in the safe in the hotel. Exactly. You know, yeah. like, like, like look through your cards. Do I need this today? No, then leave it. So if you do lose your wallet, you're not losing everything. Exactly. You know? And Americans, as long as you don't look like you're under, like 15 years old, you're not going to get ID'd for anything. No, they do. There's not, not this, uh, maybe it's, a club. It's not this policy. What's the policy in the U S it's like, if you look under 30, we have to card you, but here it's like it, it, here, they'll card you. If you look under 12, you know what yeah. I mean? But if you look above 12, if you're an adult, you're going to be okay. You're exactly. going to be fine. You're going to go to a bar. No one's going to card you. You can go to a lot of clubs. No one's going to card you. You're not going to card. You don't need to take it with you. Just don't, it's not worth it. And if you do, Hey, go back to your hotel and grab it. But I guarantee like, I don't think I've ever been checked for my license or anything ever. No. And again, yeah. While traveling. And again, if, if, especially if you have, if you're carrying in your pocket, both your driver's license and your passport, leave one of them at home, you know, like put, put your, put the, you don't need a driver's license. Your passport supersedes that. You know what I mean? If that's what, if, if you are indeed carrying that for whatever reason, True. Like, you know what I mean? So, but also don't carry your passport. I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not saying they should. I'm just saying like, if you have that, then why do you need your, it, it's like every time I travel, I'm always like, all right, did I bring this, bring some shorts, underwear, socks? Okay. Okay. But then my girlfriend's always like, do you have a passport? I'm like, yep. She's like, then you're good. If you have your passport, you're good. Then everything, everything else, else is great. Everything right? else is gravy. Yeah. Hold, don't, dude, just don't lose your passport. It's, it's such a pain in the ass to find a consulate, find a way to get back to the States visa. Like just hold on to your passport, put it in the little lockbox hotel room. When you go out, don't risk your passport gang. So when you're traveling, I always keep it like, like when I'm on the airport or whatever, I always keep my passport in my front pocket. Always. Yeah. Never not like my bag, in not the my bottom of the bag, yeah, nope. some random spot that I can get lost. I yeah. just feel it every like five minutes. I'm like, Oh, it's there. All right. It's, there. it's too much, obviously, because but that makes me feel happy and safe. That I know my passport's on me. Cause therefore I know no matter what happens at worst, I can always get back to the States and then figure out how to get back to Germany later. You yeah. Know? No, but you hit it right on the head. Like, really the most important thing you need when you're traveling is a passport and your plane ticket. Yeah. Don't even technically need clothes. Like you can get, you could, you could buy those. But I'm, but I'm, Maybe like a credit card, a debit card, have some <laughs> cash. But you know what I'm saying? Like in terms of like the absolute necessities, it really boils down to your, your passport, um, your plane ticket. Yeah. yeah. And then some, some way of buying things, everything beyond that. It's like, if you forget everything else, you can still survive. So exactly. So, um, passport. Yeah. Don't lose that and, shit. And what we, what I used to, again, what I used to do when I was younger and I traveled in Europe is, um, 
I would make a scanned copy of my passport. I would keep, I'd bring the copy with me folded up in my wallet. I keep my passport in the hostel locked up, you know, so that way I had oh, a okay. copy that way. If just, I didn't know, like, do the police just like stop tourists and ask for a pass? I don't know. I didn't know. I just, I just had it just to, you know, it's always good to have just in case, you know, who knows. Yeah. That's actually a good point too. Uh, a really good tip too is, um, I do this with my passport and my, uh, visa is I always uh, take a photo of it and just keep it like on my phone just to have it. Oh, also, yeah. Oh, actually, yeah. Oh, mine's kind of old school. It's from years ago, my my method. Yeah, but yeah now there's phones and stuff. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, just take a picture of it there for, uh, for whatever reason. You never know. You might need it. I've never needed it yet, but... Because uh, if, if you do lose the passport... You can at least now go to the embassy and you have a picture of it and like this is my passport and like they can much easier help you with that information. You know exactly, I mean? and also it's great to have it on your phone too because you know one like sometimes I want to book a ticket, my passport's not on me, I mean my passport number, boom, yeah, my photos there it is, easy. Then you need your number. So yeah, nice little side effect there too. Yeah, yeah. Something less important. This is again about the hotel. Um, guys, anytime you stay at a European hotel in the lobby, there's going to be this huge kind of wooden rack full of brochures. There's going to be you know. The London Dungeon, the M- Madame Tussauds Wax Museum. Like, oh, God. It's, it's going to be all these kinds. Of, I, and I see a lot of people, they're like, oh, and they go through, they grab like 10 brochures, and then that becomes their trip. Guys, like everything that's on that rack, they they have paid these hotels for the privilege of putting themselves there. You know what I mean? Right. So it's not necessarily the best places to go. It's just the places that have the money to pay for it. And usually it's kind of like tourist traps. Very tourist traps. Like, I got nothing against Madame Tussauds, but there is literally one in every city in the world. So if when you go to Rome, don't go to Madame Madame Tussauds Wax Museum. Madame, you can just go to one back where you're from. You know what I mean? Like they're all the same. So you didn't go just, to Rome to see some wax sculptures, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Exa- exactly. Yeah. So uh, just 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 be aware of these. Uh, this is, I know this is a random one, but just be aware of those brochure no, racks. I, I, and, I think uh, it's good because I notice these in a lot of bigger chain hotels. But to be fair, I have been a very s- small mom and pop hotels. Mm. And they have a similar type thing, but it's not really brochures from the actual company. But I've been to a few where they have like their own little brochure that they hotel made. Ah, but those are good, yeah. That's like some local eateries that are really good that they like personally. And I'm sure they have some kind of setup with them. But still, um, like when I was in uh, Greece, we stayed at this uh, treehouse hotel thing. It was super cool. Ooh, like living in nice. a tree. Yeah. And uh, the woman who worked there was super friendly and nice. She had this little brochure thing of like, Really nice restaurants around, a few nice beaches. It's like kind of nice areas to go around, around the hotel. Yeah. So, the more like local places, not like the dungeon or Madame Tussauds or whatever. Uh, and that that was really cool. So, I, I won't say always disregard them as a rule. Just be wary of them. Just yeah. be wary because I think usually you'll see these ones that are like a whole wall of a hundred of them, and it's all the same shit you see everywhere. Yeah. But sometimes they have coupons in there too. Which are good, yeah. Which are good. And an, another hint, tip is like, if you want a nice local restaurant, on your way out, stop at the front desk, ask the woman or man there, if you were going to din- if you were going to dinner tonight, where would you go? Exactly. You know what I mean? And they will tell you the place next to their apartment that is amazing. You know what I mean? And then you won't get the like, oh, go to the place in the town square. Yeah. That's called. That's just like just just built for tourists and has like the worst possible quality because they don't need repeat business because they know once you leave, there's going to be another tourist to fit your seat. And, yeah. and you might think, Oh, I'm in, I'm in Italy. How bad can the food be? These tourist places. It can be pretty bad. Like I've, I've had bad food oh, in Italy. My microwaved pasta and yeah. just ho- the worst pizza you've ever had because they don't care. They really don't care. <laughs> and the, the, the best way that I find, um, cause I, I, you know, I like going for local food. It's one of the best things about traveling is finding good sure, food. Yeah. Uh, I, what I like doing is, uh, 
walking around the city or the town, wherever I am, trying to find more side streets and trying to see who's sitting outside. And you can usually tell if it's a local or it's not. They'll have um, less backpacks. They'll have less, less bags. <laughs> yeah. They're speaking the local language. Right. Uh, they're probably drinking, drinking like a like an espresso. I don't know. And most like Southern Europe, at least. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Usually, if they're just like chilling, relaxing, it usually means they live there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. Because they have the time to just chill and relax for two hours. Yeah. Usually smaller places, and those are the ones. And when I find those, it feels like you just found like a diamond on the beach. You know, it's it's so nice. And then those are the best food you're gonna have. And the people that usually work there are super happy to have you. And uh, um, yeah, they're always the best. So just like get off the beaten path a little bit. Try to just look for a little place. And that will probably be, even if it's not a super local place, it'll still probably be 10 times better than that one in the big piazza. Yeah. I mean, it, whenever you're at, at any tourist landmark site, whatever, you're Just at the- Don't eat there. Eiffel, like walk three, at minimum three, four blocks away from that thing. Yeah, not, then, not, you, don't, you don't go very far. Yeah. yeah and, and same with um, guys, you know, you're thirsty, you need a bottle of water, uh, you want some gum, whatever. <laughs> All the kiosks and stuff set up around these tourist shops, they will literally charge you five, six dollars for a small bottle of water. You walk a few blocks, you go to the local grocery store, the local shop at, and you'll get that same bottle for 80 cents, you know, or something like that. Exactly. So uh, you'll save a lot of money. So, um, any better. Exactly. Yeah, we'll do a few more before we uh, wrap this up. And I'm going to start with uh, an interesting one. So, in some European countries, require people from other certain countries, such as Americans, for example, for the sake of the podcast, right. to have an international driver's permit in order to drive or rent a car. They're easy to get, but you have to do it before leaving the USA because um, it can be hard to get when you're already in Europe. Yeah. And I know a lot of people might assume you can just go rent a car as, as a tourist, but not everywhere you can. Germany, you can. Yeah, it's Germany, you can rent a car just with your American driver's license. Which I, I find wild because they're so strict on their driving. But they... You know, the tourism dollars are like probably like a third of the economy. Oh, right. <laughs> Answer any question. Because <laughs> money, Jeff. Yes, we need your money. That's why. Um, um, yeah. And, and I know a lot of other European countries, um, as you're with your American driver's license, as long as it's valid, uh, yeah. you can use it to rent a car or whatever. But for example, certain countries like Greece and um, yeah, Greece, because um, recently when I went to Greece, it was a few days before and our plan was to rent a car and me and my girlfriend would switch off, you know, and then... I looked it up and it's like, oh no, EU, EU uh, citizens can rent a car no problem, but Americans require a uh, international driver's permit. And then I looked up like, okay, by mail, how long does that take? And it was like six weeks minimum or something yeah. like that. And I was like, whoops, okay, nope, not gonna not gonna happen. So, and for any of you who don't know, international driver's permit it does not test your driving skills at all. All it is, it's a certified kind of translation of your driver's license. So, um, and you can do them at like AAA locations. Oh, really? I'm not sure. There's probably other places, but I know at AAA in the US, you can go, you give your driver's license and there's like, a, it's like a $20 fee. They take it all and they, they'll give you this little, it's a little like cardboard booklet and each page it'll be, all of your driver's license information in German, then all of your driver's license information in Spanish. And, you know, just oh, that makes sense. It's just so if you get pulled over, a police officer can read it, what kind of vehicles you're allowed to drive, uh, what your birthday, that kind of stuff. And so some countries require you just to have this certified translation, which is called an international driver's permit. But just be aware because you don't want to you, you show up at the rental place in, <laughs> and then you're in, screwed. in Greece and they're like, where's your permit? And then whoopsie doodle, you know. It's, it's funny. When I was in Greece, they uh, we, we wanted to rent some mopeds for the day. And the guy's like, no, you're American. I'm sorry, I can't. And I was like, but I really want to. <laughs> and the guy was like, 
yeah, all right, just like don't crash or else I'm screwed. Wait, but why? Because you also needed the permit for a moped or what? Yeah, because oh. I have a European license. Oh, um, okay. But he let me drive. And I, th- I think I'm going to pay like 10 euro more or something. But uh, he, he let me drive and it was uh, really fun. Whoa, if you had crashed? Oh, yeah, if I crashed. Been fired. He would have been fired. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. So I was driving very carefully, as I would anyways, because I'm on a freaking moped. Uh, yeah. What's next one, Jeff? And you're just uh, Mr. Safety. So I am Mr. Safety. That's the, they do call me that. I was a big nerd back when I was a kid. <laughs> Said the guy with the scar on his forehead. Yeah, uh, none of this Mr. is true. Safety. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, next, uh, this is because in the last episode we had mentioned, we had talked about what if you only have a week or two weeks, you know, don't try to squeeze too many countries in because you don't have so much time, right? Right. Um, but a good way to save some time because people forget, say you're going from Paris to Rome, ooh, I couldn't tell you exactly off the top of my head, but that's probably in 10 hour train ride or 10 hour train. It's like, sounds about right. It's a, it's, it's, it's not like a one hour trip. You know what I mean? So, so you, you lose a day for, for certain long distance train rides, but a way to kind of reclaim that day back is what you do is you have that train ride happen during the night and you get yourself a sleeper car, which basically you have a little room with a bunk bed and you can be sleeping while you're going from Paris to Rome. You know what I mean? That's Really brilliant. Which you're going to be sleeping anyway, so so you can just wake up in that country and you set, you don't waste that one day. And how I mean? cool is it to sleep on a train? It's like that, I, that's that's pretty fucking cool. I've done it two or three times. Now I'll tell you, you won't get the best sleep of your life. I'll tell you that just to be honest, it's just it's you know like the beds are you know very so so. They're and, beds on a train, and you're literally in a moving bumping train, and you know there's other people and stuff. But um, so but yeah, you'll it won't. Yeah, it won't be the the Hilton, but uh, you'll get some sleep, and um, yeah, it's kind of nice. And at like seven a.m., they knock on your door, or before it's like an hour before you arrive in the morning, they knock on their door and they ask if you want some coffee or tea or a newspaper. And you know, they have showers. There's different levels of sleeper trains. The ones that I have done, it's when it's a little cabin, and then there's three bunk beds, and it's like you and two random people. You know what I mean? But so it's like three people sharing, and you're on different bunk beds, and those all you have is just the one bathroom per car that you all share. But I know there are fancier sleeper cars where you have the whole little, little room to yourself, you know, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm certain there's some with a, with a shower, but those are at a high a price point that I've never touched. So Even so it's super, you're like a, a hotel on wheels. That's, that's really cool. That's actually really, really cool. Yeah, I want to do that now, real bad. Yeah, it's it, it's fun. The first it's time a bucket I, list thing. The first time I did it was it was from Oslo to Sweden, and same. We were just like we didn't want to really want to lose a day. And then our the people we just met in Norway were like, oh, do a night train, and they could just wake up in Stockholm, and we'd like, oh, okay. So me and my friend Jameson, yeah, I just got on the train at night, went to sleep, and you literally just wake up in the next country, and you're, you're like, super cool. Plus, you're not you've not spending money on the hotel either right, right yeah you're it's, it's actually killing like a bunch of birds with one stone yeah, yeah. so many dead birds i wouldn't recommend it for every train ride because um yeah it's well you don't see, you don't see anything first of all because it's dark and also it's exhausting so yeah fair and one last one i want to say especially perhaps as a, the most important perhaps most important especially as a man with a jewish mother is uh pack a sweater you know uh even if you think you're going someplace warm uh, usually in the evening it gets cold and you never know when you want another sweater. So bring a little sweater, maybe a pair of pants if you're going somewhere warm, but you think it might get cold. It might get like, it's probably going to get chilly. You might have some late nights out. You might want to get a little bit warmer. So pack some pants and like an extra sweater and a pullover. Yeah. And it's actually really good advice because 
first of all, before you even get to Europe, you're going to be on that 10-hour flight, and these flights are cold. Yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, transatlantic flights, they 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 set them at like cold, just cold. cold degrees. So um, you're going to want a sweater just for the flight. Yeah. Uh, I'm not talking about, even when I was 20, I was freezing, so it's not just an eight-year-old woman. Like it's, you're, you're cold. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, um, and that same sweater that you can use, like you said, like even in August, July... At night, it's still sometimes it get a little chilly, like you know, not freezing, but yeah, but but not, at least windy sometimes. Yeah, you know, yeah. That, that 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 can constitute. Yeah. So and and, and so I, I think that's definitely worth the space takes in the bag. Just roll up a nice little a nice little sweater that you can throw on top of anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. It goes with everything. Um, yeah, maybe like a black or a gray. That way, you're not, you don't have to bring like four different like oh. I, the blue doesn't go with this, this pants. So I have to bring this. I love, I love the fashion advice. Today. This is great. <laughs> Man, nice black, a nice charcoal. Uh, but, 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 I, but I would say in terms of like, in terms of your clothes in order to save space in your bag, really just pick stuff that can be used for multiple occasions. That way you're just saving space. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you know, so I'm not trying to get fashion advice. I'm just saying, you know, like just you, stuff. You don't, stuff want, you, can, you don't want fashion advice from Jeff. No. Not. Yeah. But I'm just saying bring stuff, clothes that you can use more than once. Now, now I'm not saying, Pack those pants that have the zippers that turn into shorts. I'm not saying that. I am because those are awful. They're great. Um, even though they are the most logical thing ever, they they just they're, they're awful. They're great. They're awful. Every time I see, usually the most dad looking middle aged man, and he's wearing them, I just I, I wish I had the confidence that he has. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because they're so they're so unbelievably practical. But they did. Now we did mention shorts will not give you away as a tourist. These zipper convertible shorts will. No, the giveaway is a badass. What the give you has. <laughs> okay. All right, we've got to okay. Ch- choose choose which um this is this is the uh classic like what is it? Iron Man versus Captain America, you know, in like the Civil War thing, you know. So, this is choose your side. Are you, you know, team Jeff or t- are you are you team convertible pants or team <laughs> team reason? <laughs> so, are you team look cool or team go anywhere, do anything with your convertible <laughs> pants? Again, they make so much like they make so much sense. They, they do. They can do both. They're just ugly. They just look god awful. Yeah. Why can't they make a nice like skinny jean version? I wear those. But you need one where somehow you can like tuck the zipper back. Like the problem is you can still the zip when you're in this shorts mode, the zipper is just hanging there. You know, like around the well, edge. I you used need to a way to like tuck it in so you can't see the zipper. When I was a kid, I had them where like the the cuff of the bottom of the shorts would go over the zipper, like overhang. Yeah, so you couldn't see the zipper anymore, which were great. No, but like even in shorts mode, yeah, you couldn't see the zipper. Okay, that's what's great about them. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they style them up. But hey, if there's anyone who's a fashion designer listening, if you can make like a cool looking pair of zip short pants, do it because there's a market out there for tra- with me and it. Travel, they really do make sense. I just never wore. I, my first backpacking trip, my friend Jameson, who I was traveling with, had them and. Um, God, every day I just stared at those and I was like, yep, those are... And who had a more convenient time? Thing. I bet he did. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Jeff, uh, that's the episode, everybody. So I hope... That hope, was an episode. Hope that was helpful. That was episode, episode 90. Episode 90, there it is. Did that live up to uh, an episode 90? I don't, to be, I don't know. To be honest, we did not choose our topic today based off of the number at all. So no. there was nothing special about why we chose this topic. It was I just, don't... Yeah. yeah. I hope you weren't... Expe- I hope our listeners weren't expecting anything special. I hope you were expecting... Good advice, because that's what we just doled out. I think it's, I hope so. I hope it wasn't dull. Um, is it no? But doled out? Yeah, yeah. Phrase, right? I don't know. Don't delved out. Delved out. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Okay. Um, well, we're doing that rambling thing. Let's uh, let's go ahead and quickly say what this uh, whiskey is all about. One more, sure. one more little sippy. Yeah. Again, hold on. Again, this is the 
The name is so funny because it's, it's Tomaten. Which maybe I'm saying with a German accent, Tomaten, but I don't know how else to say it. Highland single malt scotch whiskey aged 12 years in bourbon and sherry casks. Cheers. Cheers. I really like it. What's nice is um, it has a it has a smoky peatiness, but like really, really subtle. Light. Really but, subtle. But, but, but you still know... It's a scotch. It's just you know what I mean, like because it has that like it has that enough of it that you're like, yeah, it's a scotch. Yeah, it does. The, the weird thing that gets me is I am 100% tasting that butter flavor at the end. I don't think it's herbalicious. Or know what they say on it? <laughs> yeah, um, herbalicious. Yeah, no herbaceous. Herbaceous. Sorry, <laughs> I, I, I'm not really getting like crazy herbaceous, but I'm getting that butter aftertaste in it, which is really weird to taste in a. Whiskey. It's one of the few times that the description on the bottle did not lie. I mean. When you smell this, you smell some butter. It is insane. It's it's like, honestly it smells like popcorn. Yeah, they're not lying. Like there there is a slight butter flavor, and not in a bad. way. Maybe that sounds gross, but it's not in the bad way. Like no, there, there's not actual butter in here. It's just a butter. You know, it's definitely one of the most interesting scotches I think I've had. It's definitely not a standard that that butter flavor, man. It, it, it's weird. I keep smelling it, and I and I keep feeling just it's only popcorn. I mean, again, I like what I'm tasting. It's it's a whiskey I had never in the slightest heard of. We just grabbed it off the shelf, and I'm happy that turned out to be very good. I you know I'd say this is um I don't know an eight I guess. Yeah, fair. I, the, my only problem with this is that I, my first sip felt very smooth. But as I kept drinking, it actually got like less smooth, which is weird. Mm. Um, but the butter thing, I like a lot actually. So I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm having a tough time doing a number. You asked me a few weeks ago if I ever did a point, something that's not a five. I'm not yeah. sure I did. So I'm going to do like a, like a 7.8. 7.8. Nice. Yeah. I feel like it's not not quite eight yet because I, I don't know. Usually eight's like one that I would drink all the time. I don't know if I drink this all the time, but I do like it and it's interesting and it's different. So I definitely give it some. I think that's warrants a 7.8. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> definitely 7.8. <laughs> For sure. But uh, yeah, there it is, everybody. Here's some tips. Here's some buttery whiskey. Um, <laughs> if that's what you came for, if that's what you wanted to hear today, then you came then to the you right place. Satisfied. Then you are satisfied. Then you are satisfied. Thank you, everyone, for listening again. Uh, episode 90. For those of you who have been with us or listened to us since episode one, um, amazing. Thank like An extra big thank you. That's super cool. And I cannot believe you're not sick of our voices at this point. Yeah, yeah, it is strange that these people keep listening, you know. These um, people. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, I mean, these amazing people. And, God, daily we get, we get messages from you guys that are just so sweet and so kind. Yeah. And, you know, um, and that's, like, one of the best things that's come out of this is just, like, the relationship we have with you guys just chatting on Instagram and whatever. So, uh, for sure. Super cool. Uh, everybody, we, we hope you have a, a great 2022. And hopefully this decade will maybe, I don't know, turn out to be not the worst in the history of, you know, Let's see what happens. I don't, I don't set the expectations too high. Oh no, my expectations are so low that it, you know, if literally a dog could shit on my foot and be a better. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, yeah. I hope everyone has a great 2022 and, uh, we have more content coming for you this year. We're, we're going to keep going. Yeah. We're, we're, we're going until we don't, whether you like it or not. That is a fact. And we, if you don't, then you'll listen. We will have listen. episodes until we don't. That is just a fact. You will. No. Yeah. So everybody, please uh, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay, stay thirsty. thirsty. Cheers. Thank you. Keep thinking my thing. No, I took your thing and I made it into like, oh, it's our thing. <laughs>